Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about the Bible, and most importantly, how to actually study the Bible. Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Let's go. What is happening, Fuller? What is up, my friend? Dude, I'm having a hard time being comfy tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm there, too, but then I realized that the pillow, I don't have the pillow. You forgot your chair I pillow? I did, and it's like Okay, I'm curious about how many people are like this out there in, in YouTube and in podcast land, but how many people sit with a pillow behind their back? Dude, it's nice and supportive, so it pushes me out and keeps my shoulders rolled back. Which, is that a thing ever since you started doing the chiropractor stuff? Like It, it helps, yes. It so, helps keep me and my posture straight. Because your back was jacked, jacked. up. Like, jacked. it was bad. I was like Quasimodo. Like, <laughs> yes, master, I ring the bells of Notre Dame. <laughs> doing, doing. I'm sorry. That was what, very What, what was that? Doing, that doing. Was, what was that was me <laughs> ringing the bell, but... That's okay. I, I do a lot of sound effects. I too. don't have a, a bell noise in me. I don't have a bell on this. Yeah, sorry. We it's don't over. have a bell. Anywho. Anywho, bro, we got some big things coming up. We A couple of weeks ago, we did the mask giveaway. We so did. We, we did. We did that. Yeah, it was, it was a few weeks ago now, oh about four weeks ago now. Dude, we're like, we're so close to Christmas. Like, no, Thanksgiving. Don't step out on the Thanksgiving, the day of turkey. Okay, so here's a question. Do you... I, I feel like I should know the answer because I've known you and Janiel long enough. Yeah, going on. Are you allowed to listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving? Dude, we're already I mean, we're not even in November yet, and we're having this conversation. We're already watching Christmas movies. You guys know you're not. Dude, yeah. You guys are watching um, Christmas wait movies? Wait a second. This is coming from the guy who, at the beginning of November last year, had his Christmas tree up. I have the picture. You really want to question me on watching Christmas movies? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All righty. So anyway, I had reasons why my tree was up so dang early. So anyway, anyway, I had a good reason. Yes, uh, I wanted my kids to enjoy the Christmas tree longer. We're, and we're, I like the lights. We're into the second, I think, second week of October at time of play. Not time of recording. I'm recording. We're in mid mid September. We just Shh, had the don't give away our secrets. We just had the tattoo conversation. Well, that just aired. It just aired. So that shows. I'm you. getting mine that, next that, week. That was four. That was four weeks. So it's four weeks now. Four weeks. We're it's four been four weeks. weeks so we're we're like yeah, halfway through October. But yeah. so by this point, I already have my tattoo. So it'll be. I'm going. I'm going next Friday. It'll be uh, October 9th, I believe. Today is October 9th. Happy October 9th, everybody. Who just pulls dates out of their out of their butt? I don't know. Well, see, I remember when Janiel's birthday was, and then I ah see. okay, <laughs> I got you. I got gotcha. you. Actually, no, it's the eighth. It's October eighth. Yes, so, at eighth went because I was thinking we're. We record on Friday, but we always drop. So before we get, talk too much about Thanksgiving, I mean, we got to talk about you know Halloween because last year we had that 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 was it a I think it was a bonus episode. It was a bonus Halloween episode, and we had episode. Brandon Soche with we us. We had Soche. What to do about Halloween? Uh, actually, I don't think it wasn't a bonus. Christmas was a bonus. Christmas was a bonus. New was Year Thanksgiving was a bonus. No, I think we uh, Good Friday. 
Good Friday was a bonus. And coronavirus. Coronavirus. So we've done three bonuses up, yeah. up, up to date right now. Um, but we had Soche in the podcast. And fun fact, yeah, I think that's like the last time he's been on our podcast. It, it is. <laughs> Soche. It was great. Where catch- you at, Soche? I just talked to him this past Sunday. It was awesome. Yeah, because this was Catching years up. and Janiel's first time back at church since since COVID. Yeah. Yeah, since uh, middle of February. Actually, did you bring your, you didn't bring your kids. No, my in-laws came and watched them for us. Gave yes. us a, a weekend to go to church. It was great. That's super cool. Great. All I, all I know is, like, I sprinted out of the sound booth when I was supposed to be going live. Yeah, I purposely didn't tell you that I was coming. Yeah, you just, totally just messed with me. Because I'm like, we're like, all right, we're about to go live. <gasps> Fuller's here. So I literally told the crew, hold on a second. <laughs> Time out. Brandon so, Soche's like, where'd you go? So I legit paused church. <laughs> I paused the service so that I could run down there. It just give you a Janelle hug, and then I sprinted back up, and, and we got started. But we fully embody Jesus in John sixteen, where he says, "Love your brother as I Christ have loved you." That's how we embody the love right there. So much so that we give hugs and sp- we spread the COVID. We spread, totally, spread we the COVID. We have met. We do not. We have met all through COVID with no masks. Just saying. I mean, Sorry. we're not making out, so we're not like spreading that kind of stuff. So that's at least <laughs> that's, at least a positive that's thing. That's at least a plus. <laughs> but the reason why I brought that up is Anyways, for this ahead. mask giveaway, people might not know about what the mask giveaway was, and the only way you knew about it was on Instagram or Facebook. And we only get like we didn't tell anybody. We just did it twenty four hours and it happened. It was it. Like, right. like there was no yeah, warning, was no pre, I didn't, no I didn't even know about it. I just did it. I'm like, just let's just go. It. He's like, we're doing but this. But someone like, wrote oh, okay. a, resp- like, a response because the question that they had to give us was, is what are some episodes that we should do? Right. And someone said, alien, ghosts, and paral- uh, paranormal activity, a Christian's view of it. Ooh. And I'm like, that might be a fun Halloween episode. <laughs> I'm thinking that. That could that be a that's, fun one. We're going to have to do that one. But... But yeah, but we had a lot of good responses to that, dude. We had we angels did. and demons. Speaking, and speaking of responses, though, I know I'm kind of skipping over. Oh, no, skip have, over but, it, bro. Uh, do we got any reviews, Mark? We don't have reviews, but what? But but we've had people reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook. We have to we have. to let us know. About but stuff. nobody calls the phone number. We have a phone number, people five seven four four zero zero five three five two. You can also text it. <laughs> you can text it, whatever you want to do. You can totally text it. Well, I did get permission from these people to actually read their review out loud. All right, go ahead. Um, read one of review. One. Only one. On, only one? Yeah, because now we can keep the rest of them as backups. I want to make sure that this specific person gave me permission or not. Um, oh, boy. Okay, okay, so we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. Okay, so, while you're looking at that, I, go. I, I got it. Okay. So, uh, so this one is from Instagram. It's from, I'm going to say it wrong. Is it Unishka? I think it's Unishka Santiago. I think it's how you... Ica, oh, wait. Yanishka uh, M. Santiago. Yeah, I believe so. Leave it up to the whitest boy of all time. to, <laughs> And I can't even read to save my life anyways. It's a good thing she didn't have like Yanitka the sixth. Santiago. Be great. But so, so I know she's a listener. She found us here just a couple months ago. She says, hello. I just want to say I found your podcast. Looking for... Uh, a morning coffee podcast to listen to. I love that you guys talk about God and the Bible and questions that I've always had growing up in church. Thank you guys for creating this. Mm. So thank you so much, Anishko. Thank you. And so we always do this, but we give away mini swag bags if people leave reviews or, or stuff like that. And but we they have read to get it on us the their, show. They have to get us their information That's right. of where we have to ship the stuff That's to. That's right. So get us your information and we can ship you that mini Swag bag, right? So, what are we bag. drinking tonight, Mark? Dude, we're drinking Mexican high roast, yeah, which you, is my favorite. You mentioned that you were like, I need some Mexican in my life, and so 
God said it's good. it is good. Now it's <laughs> it's a little weak. I mean, this is. I mean, it might be because our I, French press. We always let it sit for like a half hour because we well we do and it and I, then we walk away. I roasted it lighter than it's not a dark roast. It's a light roast because I roasted a batch for this podcast and for another guy at the same time. And he likes light roast and I figure we'll drink anything. So yeah. And it's, it's not, it's, it's still pretty good. And I got like, I have half and half tonight. No yeah. actual flavored creamer. Yeah. I put flavored creamer in and I'm regretting it, but are you really just because did you do Irish? Did you do the Irish? No, cream I didn't. Did I, you do the other sweet I did, cream stuff? I did the sweet cream, but it's just because it was so weak. Now it just doesn't taste. I don't get much coffee flavor now. We're going to drink that fast so, so we can get our second cup. That's what I'm thinking. And black. I'm going to drink it black. Drink it black. But either way, we love our coffee too. So we yeah. used to joke at the beginning. Like I went back and listened and we didn't ask people for money. We asked people for coffee. We did. And we people did. have sent us coffee. They have. We've gotten they coffee have. from Michigan. We've gotten coffee from we a few different Tennessee. ones from Michigan. We got some coffee from Tennessee. Goshen. We've had coffee from Goshen. We've had stuff from Jamaica because of Dudes and Dads podcast. Thank you, Joel DeMott. Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman hooked us up with with some of that Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. Um, so, yeah, and now we've been drinking stuff that you roast, man. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing that for a while now. Mm-hmm. We're so. drinking your stuff. So if people want to send us coffee, they can still do that, right? Oh, of course. We'll drink their coffee. But you guys can also check out the merch on our Merch store. We're not you, selling coffee yet. All you got no. All you got to do is go to our website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com, and click the little three bars. That's the menu icon, and then at the very bottom it says shop, and just click there. Takes you right to our our right to the web store, stuff. and you can get hoodies and long sleeves and short sleeves and, and masks and mask and uh, a bag. You can get a tote bag, and t-shirts, and, and some, yeah, all different, stuff, different t-shirts, and and we'll have more stuff coming out eventually too. Mm-hmm. So yep. Yeah, but yeah, let's. Uh, Rage, me and my afro are ready to jump into this conversation. Let's do it, Bob Ross. My my poof is back. But all right, dude, what are we talking wait, about today? Wait, oh move, wait, what? Move the mic back. Just that, move it and get a good shot of your face in the camera. Wait, this way. It's Bob way. Ross Jr. Painting happy trees. Right there, we go. Hopefully, we're, this video works. We're gonna also. we're gonna let the fro just go for a while. I let, think. let the fro we're gonna, go. We're gonna let we're gonna go. let my afro embrace Elsa. But either way, dude, I right, think we bored the people. Yes, enough. we have. We've been going for oh ten minutes. Oh yeah. All right, let's That's di- normal. Let's, let's dive, dive in. Because <laughs> this was a question that was actually brought to us from a listener. It was. It yeah, was. Someone it's how should we study the Bible? And I forget who asked that question. I remember it was a question that was asked, and we we're like, oh, we should probably do this. It was Janiska. Um, was it? We're reading your review on the question you asked. I am so excited. And if we butchered your name, it's because Mark said it first. Love covers a multitude of sins. It does. (laughs) Especially all of mine. Anyways, so, Yanishka, this one is for you, my dear. Let's do it. So, how should we study the Bible? Well, Charles Spurgeon said something that was very, very intriguing to me. Okay. This is a quote from Charles H. Spurgeon. If you don't know who he is, he's a very great Christian theologian. Old school um, pastor from what, 1800s? 1800s. Very um, prominent in, in most of the church theology we have today. Uh, but he says, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. Mm, that is, that's good that stuff. That hits, bro. So let that's me read that one more yeah, time. read that one more. A Bible that falls... Is, that, uh, mm-hmm. A Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. Wow. So that means that somebody's using their Bible and they're connected with Jesus. <clears throat> anyway, so what I mean, studying the Bible, what what does that even mean? 
Well, first, let's jump into Mark's favorite thing, statistics. I love statistics so dude, much. This dude should have been a math whiz. Well, I, I mean, I was. But you just... I was the only height kid that did not go into a math major. Because I decided to follow Jesus with my life. He's like, I gave my life to Jesus. Not really, and but marketing. anywho. <laughs> and marketing, that's true. But anywho. Um, anyway, so... Statistics. Uh, a third of Americans who attend a Protestant church regularly, 32%, say they read the Bible personally every day. So 32% of Protestant churchgoers That's read the Bible That's actually higher than what I thought. 32% is not That's bad. That's a little higher than what I thought it was going to be. Around a quarter, 27%, say they read it a few times a week. Fewer say they read it only once a week, 12%. A few times a month, 11%. Or once a month, 5%. Close to one in eight at twelve percent admit they rarely or never read the Bible. That's a 2016 Lifeway research study, and it found one in five Americans said they had read all the Bible at least once. However, more than half said they have read little or none of it. And that's just Americans, not that's, Christians. That last that last sentence. That's Americans right there. Hmm. Americans. So the the place that claims to be a Christian nation. Only one in five have actually read any of it. I've read all, all the nothing. Bible at least once. One in five have read all the Bible, but more than half have never read any of it or a little of it. That's intense. That's, that's some big statistics there for a Bible-believing I mean, so, so right off the bat, that means about 70% of people don't read the Bible more than once a week. And I bet you that's on church. I bet you that's on Sundays. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. So, well, so if you add up the 12% for once a week, 11%, that's what, 23, 28. Yeah, almost half the people read the Bible less than once a week. Yep. So ha- uh, a third of the people read it every day. Half the people and, read and, it less and, than once and a week. I want to make sure we get this stat out there. We're, we're not, I don't, I don't think we want to shame anybody. No, people no, no, who are no, listening. no. It's just the, the it, fact is, of the matter. This is, is real life. Christians who go to church rarely crack open their Bible. Right. Or if they do, it's not it's often. Ju- it's just on Sundays. It's just on Sundays. They're what we call Sunday Christians. So so I guess here's the question, because some people ask me this, you know, like we go we go to church, we 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 have a pastor who preaches to us, maybe we listen to some Christian podcasts. So honestly, I mean it's it's a valid question of why should we spend time reading the Bible when, mm. you know, there's if you're a parent, you got butts to wipe and kids to get out the door and a job to do and sometimes pets and friends and hobbies and taking care of the house. So why should, I mean, but that's, I think that's a question people have is why should they, or maybe people, you know, aren't so much on the why, but more so the fact of, I know I should, but I don't know where to begin. Mm. You know? Well, let's answer the why okay. first. Okay. So the, why should we study the Bible? Well, scripture tells us we should study the Bible to show ourselves approved, right? Sure. Yeah. That's uh Timothy. Mm-hmm. First Timothy. Mm-hmm. Second Timothy. One of the two. <laughs> One of the Timothy's. <laughs> but it's yeah, all the wanna verse. But uh, yeah. Um, so why else should we study the Bible? Well, um, let's put it in some practical terms. Okay. So call yourself a Christian. Okay. Yep. Which what means it, you're what a follower of the way, follower fo- of Jesus. Follower of Jesus. Well, how do I know how to follow Jesus? Well, you got to know what Jesus says and so, what his followers say. So how do we get to that? Well, you got to go to where the sources are, which, which is where is in the Bible. Oh, Bible! There we go. We got it. We got it. <laughs> we got was, there finally. That was like a teaching a wanna right there. <laughs> I was, I was drawing I was it out. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, so yeah, we got to to understand who we're serving. 
well, you should probably understand what he says. The actual book. Um, <laughs> if, if you're watching on YouTube, you're watching me take off my hoodie because it is stupid hot out here. Well, it's, oh, I can't read it right now, but it's yeah, hot. it's hot. Anyways, um, so what's another reason that, uh, that, we, that we need to study the Bible? You know, I hear so many Christians go, well, yeah, I get that. And when I do study the Bible, it's the New Testament. Old Testament stuff, that's under the old covenant, and, and it no longer pertains to me. Ooh, I hate it when people say that. <laughs> unhinging the Bible, oh, or unhinging the Old Testament from the Christ, New Testament. Christ said, I did not come to abolish the law, but, but to, to fulfill, fulfill it. it. And so, Christianity comes out of Judaism. You know? Like, like I mean, it kind of started in that, that whole, whole It's area. like trying to bake a cake without flour. You just you get nowhere with it. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, without the Old Testament, you don't understand the New Testament. There's so much symbolism, and mm-hmm. actually, the disciples and Jesus Himself. I think it, I, I I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly how many times, but I think it was over 600 times. Quote the Old Testament in the New Testament. I think it's over 600 times. It's quoted. Yeah, I actually don't know that stat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like 600 or 500 times. It's five or 600 times that that the Either the disciples, uh, the apostles, because I guess, I mean, even though Paul was a disciple, he was wasn't. Yeah, he was an apostle. He was an apostle. But yeah, no, but anyways, no, we're tracking. We're tracking. So, so, dude, you got you got to know the Old Testament to understand the New Testament. Without the Old Testament, it's like having the New Testament is a lock, and the Old Testament is a key that helps you figure out how to unlock okay. the lock. So here's a question then: So if someone never reads the Old Testament, can they understand what? who Jesus is and how God works and all that. They they can understand the basics. They can understand the milk. Okay. As Paul would put it. <laughs> Paul says, you guys are still stuck on milk. You should be eating meat. This is what he's saying to, I believe, the church of Ephesus. Ephesus. Uh, he wrote it twice. He wrote it once in 1 Corinthians, I think. and So it's Corinth. Yep. And, and then, then I thought there was one in Ephesus, but I could be wrong. Anyways. I, I want to say Galatians, but I don't know. Really? Either so. way. I Anyways, it's New Testament. <laughs> um, so I would say that the Old Testament helps get the basis for the meat. You can read the New Testament, but you're only going to get the milk. And eventually you're going to have to start eating meat or, um, in the analogy Paul would use, your spirit, your 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 baby's not going to survive. You can't survive on just milk. I don't know if I fully agree with that. That's what Paul says. Well, he says, How do you disagree with Paul? Well, no, he, but he never said... All right, the, we're, we're going to look it up now. He never said the Old Testament was meat. He said we need to get past the basics. Yeah, we're, right. But, but what I'm saying, I didn't say he said the Old Testament. Oh, gotcha. I said, that's what I thought. I you, said what, what I'm saying. saying is the Old Testament is the key to unlocking the meat. Okay, so... It's not the meat itself, but it is the key and, to unlocking And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too well, yes, much. Yes, you do. Let's but, do it. Let's but, you know, out. a lot of the New Testament churches didn't have an Old Testament because they were scattered all over the empire. The, the Gentile churches, they didn't have access to an Old Testament. Uh, you uh, you might be... Unless maybe they did with all the synagogues be, that were around. You might be wrong with that because a lot of the places had synagogues that, that, that were built. So, um, yeah, I'm tr- sorry. I'm trying to find out um, where exactly Paul said that so we can read it in context. So why don't you do some talking while I find this? <laughs> I was drinking. I was drinking my coffee and, and, and thinking. But, you know, so so when I think about this whole, you know, why should we study the Bible? Um, I've been doing a lot of re- study and research on this. Something I've found very interesting, and this kind of changed the game for me a little bit, all right? So the the New Testament church was founded without the Bible in hand. 
Like the, the, the church was founded with a message. It was the fact that Jesus rose again from the dead and he's God. So let's follow him. And through all of that conversation, the, the church wasn't started with a Bible, but all the stuff we have in the New Testament, you know, we have the Gospels, which is about Jesus. We have the letters, which were letters written from, uh, from real people to real people in real places going through real struggles. And, you know, I, th- I think about that, and it's kind of cool where all of a sudden, like, when, when, you th- when we think of the Bible as all these separate pieces put together, it almost gives you a bigger appreciation for it. Right. Because it's the fact of the, 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 the New Testament church, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have They had scripture. letters. They had random letters here and there. They didn't have all the letters. They had inspired letters. They letters. had inspired letters, but it's more the fact of the church wasn't founded on the Bible, but we get the blessing. Mm. Uh, not founded on the Bible. It's more the fact of but it was founded with the story, the story of Jesus rising again from the dead. But it was founded on scripture. Founded on the Old Testament the scripture, Tanakh, the Messiah, the old, the, that the Messiah was coming. It, right, right. It, that was the proof. Right. You can't, you can't understand the Messiah without understanding... Old Testament history, Old Testament. where the world well, comes from. Well, not only that, but the prophets, because you don't know who the Messiah is without the prophets telling you who the Messiah is. You don't understand why you need a Savior unless you understand the Mosaic Law, which points to Christ. The, the purpose of the Mosaic Law was to show that we couldn't keep the Mosaic Law and that we needed a Savior. And, uh, and, and, and I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. So, so, that's so why, I'll pull my thought back. I'm, 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 I'm working through the process in my head. Um, don't you hate those? I don't know. It's some random. Sp- I get spam. I get like four spam political. Call. They're all political. Too. I know. I know. Anyways, um, vote for this person. Um, yeah, go away. Vote for Jesus. I'm oh, sorry. That'd Anyways. be nice. That'd be nice. Oh, man, but you know, so the so the New Testament church wasn't founded with the New Testament in hand. They were right. founded with you know, there's a Messiah. He's come. His name is Jesus. He rose again from the dead. He will you know come back to judge the living and the dead. Super cool. Super awesome stuff. But we have the privilege of having all of these letters and messages and stories wrapped up into one book. And, right. you know, um, people have asked, what the, what's the purpose of the Bible? You know, we've, we've, we talk about, like, is it, a, is it God's love letter to us? Is it a history book? Is it a, is it a rule book? Is it a, you know, the old Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. People think that's what the Bible is all about. But at the end of the day, the Bible is where we can know the God who created everything. And mm-hmm. through the Bible, we can know that. Um and, you know, why should we study the Bible? Well, A, it helps us know God. Like, who is God? How does God work? Why did he call us to, to be his own? Um, but the second one that I actually heard, this is actually from, uh, from J.D. Greer. Um, he was uh, preaching a sermon, and they were talking about, I don't remember what text it was, but the, the conversation came up of, why should you read the Bible on your own and not just come and listen to it on Sunday? Um, he gave an illustration of, Back in World War One or World War Two or something like that, where um, in the war you always have air raids, right? Mm-hmm. Like you think mm-hmm. of the bombing of London, right, bombing right. of Berlin, yep. all the all the bombings. You bomb everything, but what happens if you're only dropping things from the sky? The ground never gets cleared out because same thing that happened with British. They just went underground, they hung out, and they right. came out after the bombing was done, and it was totally fine. So the, they said that the best way to win a war is you have to bomb everything and then come in with land troops to actually do the stuff. And he was saying that a sermon is kind of like a bomb. Every Sunday it's here's God, here's Jesus. It's a it's here's what the Bible says and they're okay. they're preach 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 preach, but you know, if you're only relying on this to fill and actually conquer sin and conquer different things that are going on in your life, right. Well, it's going to come and then once you leave church and you just think I can do whatever I want until the next Sunday, 
Well, all of a sudden your sin and your um, things that your mental struggles and your hurdles and your relationships and your attitudes, those can start coming back to the surface. And then all of a sudden Sunday comes again, squenches back down and Sunday, you might have a really good day and Monday you might have a good day, but you got to get into the scripture more and more and more and more to keep actually having that fast pursuit of following Jesus. Right. I probably butchered that illustration. It's all right. I, I tracked. I tracked with you. I get what you're saying. It's more the fact of preaching alone isn't enough to grow a believer. Preaching is. Oops, that's your cup. That's my. This is my cup. <laughs> I mean, that's how COVID spreads. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I almost got the wrong coffee cup. Um, man, I just totally lost what I was going to say. <laughs> that was good though. Uh, I think it was. I was going to say a sermon um, is more of an edifying thing. It's like the. It's like a snapshot. It's like, okay, you can look at a picture. Okay. But it doesn't really tell you the whole story. That picture doesn't tell you the whole story. Mm-hmm. And normally and sermons are just like... They're snapshots. They're little bits. They're, they're, little they're bits snapshots of, of different scripture. Mm-hmm. I, you're not going to do a topical study or, or word study on a sermon. You can't. There's just not enough time. Mm-hmm. People probably murder the person doing it. Because <laughs> you can People go, complain already. You go on for hours and hours right. and hours and hours and hours. Um, the, the way I like to look at it is reading my Bible... Is helping me to get to know the Savior. You know, I I always think of the scripture that says, um, "Lord, Lord, we we came and we cast out demons in your name. We did all these miraculous things in your name." And He said, "Depart from me, I never knew you. Mm. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you." And it's like, well, what what does it mean to know Him? Well, if you look at the Greek text, right, to know. God, to know Jesus in that scripture, right? Mm-hmm. That word in there. And I forget how to pronounce the word, <laughs> yeah, but I look no it up. Clue. I have but, no clue. But I'm not a Greek scholar, but I looked it up, you know, and did my, my studies and mm-hmm. stuff like this. And it actually means sexual intimacy. So you're supposed to be, you know, how close you are when you're doing the deed, right? So that's the intimacy that you're looking for. Not, you're not going to go out and have sex with God, obviously. Duh. That's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but that type of intimacy that you know him that well, that's the type of knowing he's talking about, that that intimate moment of knowing him. It, you're tied emotionally, spiritually, You, you become physically. one flesh. Mm. You become one flesh. Well, and we point. see that in the New Testament where the fact of the church is Jesus' bride. Right, yeah. All, the there's all of, sorts of I mean, illustrations. All sorts of illustrations. So, we're, supposed to be, we're supposed to know God so intimately that we're just, every time you walk, you're in step with the Spirit. Right, exactly. Exactly, yeah. It. And so... Um, the only way to do that is to spend time with God. So if you're only cracking open who he is, I mean, he's not, he, he is the word. <laughs> right, right, yep. But he's not, he's not pages, mm-hmm. but he's in the pages. Right. If you read, he's in the pages. And so if you want to get to know him, you, you got to spend time with him, which is prayer and studying his word. And if you don't spend time with him, how are you going to know him? How are you going to become one with Christ if you don't know who he is, what he stands for, what he said, what he did, and what he's continuing to do now? So I like that. And I, I mean, I think that's, that's, that at least settles the why. Like, why that, should we that, study the Bible? Yeah, right. We spent, the fact of, we spent that's 20 how minutes you on that. know God. <laughs> right. Like you know him by reading what he, he provided to us. Now, yeah. I do want to say someone can read the Bible and not be a Christian. They can end up not being oh, all changed. Time. You got Bar um, Airman, who is a New Testament scholar. And has no Not idea. Christian. I could tell you this. I'm reading a bunch of books on Judaism, but... Uh, they're not believers uh, because... Well, I don't belong to Judaism. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I know my dad is reading um, a lot of books by Seventh-day Adventists because he wants to understand why they think the way they do, mm, just like okay. I want to understand Judaism better. 
So, so I understand where they're coming from. So I know how to talk to them and help them to see truth. So you can read these things and not believe it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you know, you got to pray for illumination. But at the end of the day, if you want to know God, because people talk about time, oh, I just want to know God. I want to know, um, I want to experience God. I want to figure out what he's trying to say and what he's trying to do. And it's like, yo, so. Um, oh, he's pulling it out. Like You see this book. Well, that's you, a box. Well, <laughs> the book is inside the box, okay? It's like, you know, if you want to know God, crack one of these suckers open. I mean, this is how you get to know who God is. Right. And you the know? Old Testament shows who God is. Right. The Old Testament shows who he is. New Testament and, says how should we walk. Right. How, how, we, how we follow him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I think we've beaten the dead horse out of why of we why. should. Of the why. The so, answer is, why should you read the Bible? Because you should. Because you got to know Jesus. you should. So, <laughs> Mark, let me ask you okay. a question. Okay. So, what are some different ways that we can study the Bible? I'll tell you how I do it. All right, let's how about hear it. that? So, um, let's hear your version, and then I'll give you my version. I, I, I kind of we'll do. I do it differently based on what I'm trying to do. Uh, of course and you do. Of course I do. <laughs> um, the main one when I have my Jesus time, though, um, I will sometimes read a book. I'll sometimes journal, but I normally just pick a book and I read through it. So, like right now, I'm on Romans. I think I'm on 16 now. I think I have one last chapter to go. Um, so like right now, I'm just reading through Romans. Right. And I'm not going at any particular speed. I'm not going at any particular rhythm where it's like, okay, I have to read one chapter. Right. Um, and I don't even read it every day. I mean, I'm not bragging about it. I'm saying like I'm, I'm working towards that again. Right. Um, man, it, I, I, I respect people who have full-time gigs in life and family and still have that time to read 45 minutes a day. Because when you go from being a pastor where you're paid to read the Bible to not... Whoo, that took a lot of work to get back into that rhythm. And the swing of things for it, man. Yeah. Um, but it's like right now, I'm, I'm just reading through it, man. So I'm, I'm right. reading through Romans. Sometimes I'll go slow because I'll hit a verse and I'll be like, that kind of hits a little different. Um, there was one day where I'm like, I just got to read Sermon on the Mount. I'm like, I just, mm. I, I really want to read Sermon yeah. on the Mount. So like I read all Well, you know, my favorite scripture comes from the Sermon right, on the yeah, Mount. Right. Yeah. You so. know, um, <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Matthew um, 5, 16. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's light, light, right? Yeah. Well, let your light Come so shine on. before men so they may see yeah. your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And what's the verse that comes right after it? What's 17? Hide it under a bushel? No. No. I'm going to let it shine. I did not come to abolish the law. <laughs> there it is. 17. There it is. Ooh, this headache's got to go away. My goodness. I need more caffeine in my system. I have only had one cup today. Normally well, I have three by this you're point. You're at a cup and a quarter? Well, I'm saying I only have three cups before. Okay, three, we'll get you three cups. Anyways. Um, so that's, we'll talk about. Sorry, I love the Sermon on the Mountain. That's the why. Sermon on the Mountain. So, so I, I go through that right now. But, um, you know, like a uh, couple weeks ago, I was like, I was reading. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop the thought. So I read right. like four chapters. The other day, I read well, literally and, three verses. And let's and let's talk about why you, you said don't stop. Thought you read four chapters. People are like, well, how does it thought? That? I mean, well, the, well, you have to remember that 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 chapter and verse did not come to the scriptures until the 1500s in the Geneva Bible, right? And then King James redid it in 1611. Redid kind of the chapter and verses. So there used and to not be this, verses and chapters, right? And then the King James sixteen eleven kind of set the precedence, and now everybody pretty pretty closely follows that chapter and verse selection now. Oh yeah, because it, it's just easy reference. I mean, it's, right. it's for reference. Exactly. Like, but before then, um, these letters that Romans that was written, it was one it was one letter. long letter. That's one letter, and so that's why Mark said he was trying to finish the thought. It took him four chapters. Because <laughs> that, that, that was the thought. And, and that's one thing I think is interesting too is you know if we start viewing books rather than because a lot of times we want to pick out just individual verses, 
But that one coffee was, mug Christianity. Yes, it was never supposed to be that way. Right. It was supposed to be a thought inside of a massive thought. Right. Like the letters supposed to be one big body of unit. It's right. almost like when you jump into a movie and take one little clip from that movie and never see any other part of that movie. Right. And you claim that and you're like, you have no idea what the context is. You don't right. know what's going you on. You have to read the context. You have to know what's going on with that context. Right. So that's one thing I do. The other thing is, is if I get stuck on like, a conversation topic. Right. You know, like like you and I, we've been talking about Revelation a lot. And oh, yeah. So that might be one I jump into. Or um, uh, a lot of times what will happen is I will have a, a, a college kid or a teen or someone who doesn't follow Jesus ask me a hard question. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I got to read about that. Right. So that's when I hit the books. I hit my blogs. You know, I go. And a lot of times I'll start with blogs that I know who are written by pastors and authors because no. they'll bring me to the verses. Oh, okay. I was I was say, but, you but start I do with scripture. Get, well, <laughs> right. but, but I do it to get to the scripture. Because right. so, sometimes you go, I don't even know where to start on this topic. Like if someone goes, okay. Google is your friend. <laughs> well, Google is only your if you know what links to hit, because there's some really bad links out oh, there. Oh, Bible Hub is what I do. Bible I, Hub, gotquestions.org, Desiring yeah, got, God. Desiring God is another big um, one I hit. Grace to you, John MacArthur. Uh, Gospel Coalition. Gospel Coalition. Um, What's another one that a crossway? I use crossway, crossway. sometimes. I use that yeah. sometimes too. Um, but so I'll hit those because sometimes you're like, okay, I don't even know where to open my Bible and read a verse about that. Right. So sometimes I'll start with the blog. Okay, okay, there's their thought. There's the scripture. Let's go read the scripture about right. that. Because you got to figure a blog is like a digital formatted commentary. It's all it is. That's yeah, what it is. and that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a commentary. It's a sermon. It's a right. whatever. So yeah, normally I just pick a book and I just read through it, or an interesting topic will come up. But what I've noticed the most is. The more I talk with other Christians and have spiritual conversations, right. it seems like the more I get into the Bible. Mm, yeah, like definitely. Um, I mean, he does it because that's what he does. But like, whenever I'm with my counselor, we read a lot of scripture. Yeah. Whenever I just have conversations with you, we talk about stuff we're reading All the, the Bible. I'm, when I meet with Soche, dude, we're just talking about so much stuff about, and it's not, maybe it's not like specific verses, but it's Christian frameworks about these conversations. We throw scripture in all the time, but then it makes me go back and read more about that issue. Right. So I've noticed that the more I'm with other Christians in community, the more I get into the Bible too. Yeah. So that's kind of my answer on that one. Dude. I like that, man. I can't, I couldn't have said it any better. <clears throat> um, so let me ask you a follow-up question because okay. you kind of hinted at it and I want to know what your thoughts are on it. Um, say, say you have a believer out there that's saying, Mark, you know, hey, I, I get it. Bible is important. You mm -hmm. know, I'm not disputing that. Um, yes, you know, the blogs, commentaries, whatever. Uh, but, man, I'm just reading the, the scriptures, and I'm just not getting anything oh, out of it. Oh, I hear that one a lot. So what do I do? So how would what would your response be to that? You like how I flipped this? I like that. Normally, it's me <laughs> asking you the hard questions. Um, normally, I don't give answers right away. I ask more questions about mm. them of like, okay, so what are you doing right now? What are you actually reading? Are you prepping so, your heart and your mind to do so this? So say somebody's like, you know, I know I should be reading the Bible and, um, you know, people always say, oh, start in the Gospels. Right. Or start, start in Acts. Start, start in John or Acts yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, like so, so I, I do too. So I'm reading John. I'm just not getting anything out of it. Like it's not speaking to me. It's just kind of like reading like anything, like a fictional book kind of, you know. Okay. Well, normally so I say what, what two things. Say? So that one, I would say is, okay, well, are you talking about it with anybody? Mm, yeah. Like are you actually having conversations about what you read? Because right. normally like um, if you're just reading a, like a, a book, for example, and you're right. like, man, I'm really enjoying this book, you're going to talk to someone about it and then bounce ideas right. back and forth. Excitement, yeah. In, in whatever area it is. So my one question is, all right, so who are you talking to about this? Because sometimes they will bring things like, you're like, oh, I, I read it. Mm -hmm. um, the other one is a fact of, if you read the Bible expecting to get something out of it all the time, that's not the right way to go into it. I don't think that's correct. 
Now, I think you should, all, there's always something to get out of it. But there's times when I read it and I'm like, okay. I like, think we, I read it. I just don't get it. But it goes into your mind and your and I your think we can expect things out of it, but the things may be little and you have to And that's what attention. I mean. That's, that's, that's what I mean. Like you might read it and go like, you know what? Like, I, like, okay, I read my Bible yesterday morning. You right. know, I read on it. I thought about it, walked away. It didn't pop back into my head really. But then there's yeah. been other weeks where it's like Sermon on the Mount. I didn't get out of my head for a whole dang week. Right. Like it was in there constantly. But if we're going to the Bible as a, for for lack of a better word, like, oh, well, I have a headache. I'm going to go get some Tylenol just to fix it. Oh, I'm having a bad time. I will just to fix it and then put it away. Right. Like that's not how it's supposed to work. Or if you're just going to it to check off the Christianese tick box. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we have to trust that our feelings may not be correct, I guess. Oh, yeah. You know, you're feeling like, you, my, 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 like I'm just not feeling it. And I'm like, well, why aren't you feeling Man's it? Man's heart is deceitfully wicked. Right. Who and it's know? hard. And, but that's why I'm, I all, we both go back to this dude. That's why it's always find your tribe, read the Bible and community. In yeah. fact, I, I read this somewhere and I'm still chewing on it. I don't know if I agree with it fully, but someone once said that the Bible was never meant to be read in private. It was always meant to be read in public. Well, I mean, look at, because how the letters were written, you read it out loud. The synagogue, well, they read. It I was going to say, look at the synagogue. Uh, how the, how did they study in ancient? And I know it's ancient Hebrew, but how did they study back in Israel in ancient times? They read it and they went it. to basically Torah school, yeah. which was at the synagogue, learning from rabbis. And if you were good at Torah school, you ended up becoming a Sadducee or a Pharisee. And if you sucked at it, then you went and became a fisherman. You became a fisherman, <laughs> and then eventually Jesus might have come by and say, "Hey, I choose you." And that's what makes me crack up because everyone talked about the disciples are like, "Oh, they're just a bunch of idiots. They're fishermen." I'm like, "Nah, they no. still went through Torah. Like they every were, they still every knew Jewish what was yeah, up. Every Jewish boy has to go through Torah. Like, school. They weren't idiots. Yeah, no, they, they knew they, the Torah. They knew what was going and, on. And and you could see that in the Book of John. Right. Go, oh, we know this because this this and this verse back in Isaiah said this. That's what bothers so, me about Christian scholars will be like, Oh, well, they were they were untrained fishermen. They don't know anything. I'm like, they they were trained. They were they, they knew the Torah. They were trained, they just but decided, they were the low they were like the D students. Or in they Torah just school. decided not to continue. <laughs> or the or that. But more more than likely, based upon what we do know about them, they probably were like the D students in Torah school. But that doesn't make you an idiot. But it doesn't, but, yeah, it doesn't you know, whatever. It just makes you maybe not a learner in that type of environment. Because if you look, they became the greatest teachers Mm -hmm. after spending time with the master. Yeah, definitely. So I would say the other thing is another way to just do it. If if, if you're a guy out there, you're a girl out there, let's say you're in college, you're in high school, you're a young adult, you're married, single, whatever. doesn't matter if you're like, I'm not getting anything out of this. My challenge would be is find someone to read the Bible with them. Like, you know, hey, let's go to Starbucks. Are you let's reading read my notes now? <laughs> uh, actually, no, I'm not. Or, Good. you know, you and you and um, Paul do this, where yep. you guys actually study the scripture in Marco Polo back and forth. Every day. Every day you guys do Every that. Day. And so why can't we do that other people? Now, um, my counselor is very big. He's like, dude, when you when you read something, dude, just shoot me a text. And I'm I'm that's not my personality. You know that. I'm, yeah. I'm great face-to-face, but right. if you expect me to text you about things. Horrible. It probably won't happen. <laughs> it probably won't happen. Um. It's just, yeah, I, I just don't Horrible know. Horrible at texting back. Anyways. Or, or phone calls. But Anyways. anyway, that's, that's my thought, dude. What you got? So I would say uh, I'm not if you're not getting anything out of it or if you're not motivated, here's the three things I'm going to suggest you try. Okay, okay. Um, this is what I do, okay? And it kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying. That's why I was like, are you reading my notes? Oh, that? I totally did. Are you pulling <laughs> a Pastor Scott on Look me? Look at that. So first I thing I would it. first thing I would do is pray. And actually, we have a good scripture that tells us what we can kind of pray for. And it's talking about if, you're, if you lack knowledge, if you lack wisdom, right? 
It's Matthew 7, 7 through 8. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. This is talking about seeking wisdom, seeking wisdom of the kingdom, if you read it in context. So pray. Ask God to help you. Ask God for that wisdom. Proverbs talks about it all the time. Uh, it's one of those things that um, like, y- you won't get until you ask for it because it's showing a heart condition. You have to be honest that, hey, Lord, I, I, we talked about this. In, yeah, we talked about this pray? a couple of ones. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, my heart is not right, Lord. Forgive me uh, and help me. It's, it's, a, it's a requiring his help in order for you to understand it, for you to be motivated to do it. So I would say that's the first place you start if you're not motivated or you're not getting anything out of it. Uh, Number two, like you said, Mark, get what I call a Bible buddy. Bible, but I like that. Get you a Bible, Bible buddy. buddy. Uh, my Bible buddy is uh, Mark. On certain, to- me and you are more topical. Yeah, we're more topical. And then Paul, my friend Paul Lindgren, who's been on the show, uh, him and I are verse by verse study. We're going through the Book of John right now. Yep. Um, and in our small group, we were doing Matthew for a little we bit, doing, and then yeah, Christmas season hit, and then COVID season hit, and, and then, then it just went. <laughs> so um, yikes! Those are my first two things: is get a Bible buddy, somebody to study the Word with you. Um, you know, Mark and I talk back and forth about topics and we find, we do, you know, the, the, what I call the Google search to find different blogs and go back and forth with different scriptures throughout the Bible. And then we press record. Right. And exactly. (laughs) And then Paul and I, we go through verse by verse. I read two right now. It's I'm reading two verses and the commentaries I have with it. I'm giving my thoughts. He reads the same two verses, reads his commentaries, which are different than mine and gives his thoughts. And then we kind of go back and forth with discussion with only two verses and it'll last all day. The whole With only two verses. Oh, dude. John 17 is so packed with so much. You know what John 17 is, right? It's Jesus' Jesus's prayer for to, for God to glorify himself. Then oh, his prayer for the disciples. Then the prayer for, yes. That's the, uh, we talked about that on the podcast too, where the, uh, the in the world. It's the Lord's prayer, man. Yeah, where it's like, I don't pray that you uh, protect, what is it? Um, he prays for our protection in the world because we're sent into the world. The thing that really right? got me was he goes, I do not, Jesus said, I do not pray for the world. And he said that in uh, John 17, verse 9. And it's like, what? He doesn't pray for the world. And then you start digging in. Like, I didn't understand that. And then I started digging into the commentaries. And it's like, oh, because they're not sanctified. They're ungodly. They don't want God. And that's why he's not praying for the aspect of the world. Not like the world, like the human beings in the world, but the world as a society. He was not praying for the world as a society. It's amazing stuff. Anyways, so I would say. I just pulled it up. That's, yeah. So I would say get a Bible, buddy. Yeah, see, John 17, two mm-hmm. verses a day is all we've been doing because any more than that. There's a lot of stuff in there, there's man. There's so much. Um, and then number three, I would say try to get into the Word every day. Mm. And it doesn't have to be long. You know, I hear preachers go, get in the, you know, get into it for five minutes a day and then work your way up to an hour a day or 45 minutes a day. I find if you put a time limit on it, or at least if I put a time limit on it, um, I get to the point where I'm just doing it to tick off the checkbox. Mm. That's all I'm doing. I'm just, mm-hmm. all right, I got to, or, you know, people go, a oh, chapter a day. All right, I'm just, I got to read chapter, and I just glaze Which Sometimes you it. have to do, I mean, even the gym, you have to set hard goals until you, you get into see, it. See, to me, right? to me, my goal is to get into the Bible every day mm-hmm. and and take it to where, keep reading it, read it slow, and read it with a commentary. And it'll open your eyes to a lot of things. And if you, like, <laughs> we're going to get into it here in a sec. I just brought not even half of my commentary right now with me because we came, I came over here, but uh, the, the, yeah, all mine there's the so shows. many resources you can get into. And if you start doing it, it like I said, um, I did an hour 
an hour and a half video last night on two verses in John 17 of me talking. And that was not including the hour and a half of Paul on the same two verses. So we mm. did three hours worth of commentary and talking and discussing two verses. So it's not about how much you read. It's about the content and uh, what is actually what you are reading. Right. How and much you're getting out of it. And before someone freaks out, I don't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you don't have to do right. that. That's just, that's the way that we decided to to study it. We wanted to dive deep and, mm -hmm. and do a deep study. I mean, we've been working on the Gospel of John for two and a half months now. Yes. And we're only like in chapter 17. Well, before we get to the commentaries, this is something my counselor challenged me to do because right, I had a hard time it. after going let's from being a pastor to not, I had a hard time getting in the Word mm. every week. Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time. And he goes, Neil looked at me dead in the eye and said, can you do one, one day? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you good enough to do one day? And I'm like, well, now you're challenging me. But um, he goes, he goes, pick one day, and he goes, that's your day. That's your day to just be quiet. In the, so every Thursday morning is my morning. I do errands, I do other things, but I intentionally carve space out there to read my Bible, journal, and read a book. And but isn't that kind of a tick box then? Isn't that kind of a, you, you said it's a challenge, so it's, right. like, a, it's like, okay, I have well, to do this. I don't want to say it that way, but it's, it's not a tick box. It's more the fact of I know this is important, so I am intentionally carving out space in my day at this time in this week or it, it, during this week, on this day, at this time, so that I can read it, because I know I want to do it, but my problem is when I wake up, I hit the ground running, and I don't stop till I go to sleep. See, and I think that we lose focus in Western Christianity of what our purpose here on earth is. It's not to hit the grind. It's to seek the Lord. There's two commandments that we had. Love God and love others. Exactly. And so we should be doing those commandments as much as possible. And you oh, and I you agree. You can't do one without the other. It's, it's more just the fact of if someone's like, I, 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 I don't read at all. I, my challenge is don't try to do every single day. Go for it. Go for it. But if you can even just carve out one day a week and where it's like, this will be my, this will be my time where it's like an hour and a half. And I, if, if you have the ability to, I think that's a cool way to do it. I guess my challenge is, is you want to know the father. If you truly want to know the father and know what his thoughts are, make him a priority over everything else. Mm. Because if he's not your priority, then you're already disobeying him. You're already doing it. You're already in disobedience. And we see that from the Tanakh, and it ties into the, the first and greatest commandment that Christ gave us. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, if we have other things that are priority over God, that he's not number one in our life, which makes him number two or number three, which means those things that are number one are idols. Mm. And we've made idols unto ourselves, which breaks one of the Ten Commandments, right. which is not loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we're already in disobedience to him. So I would say rather than setting one day or every day or anything like that, reprioritize where God is at in your life. Mm. And so it's less there, about a day. It's less about a checklist. It's less about a time and more just the fact of, I, I want to know the Father. This day, yeah. I only I, I had may, five, ten minutes, and I did the best I could. This exactly. day, I had two exactly. hours. Exactly, and it, it t each day is different. Mm. And as you don't have to be in the Bible to know God. You can have conversations with him whenever you think about him. And I challenge, that's my challenge to everybody, is talk to the Father. Even if you talk to the Father five minutes, and then you go an hour, and then you're like, oh, man, I, I, I remember I was going to try to talk to the Father more, and then you talk to him for another five minutes and get distracted or whatever. It's that trying. Mm -hmm. You're trying to communicate with the Father. You're trying to spend time with Him. That's where the Holy Spirit starts to dwell in us more and starts to change us, and we start to be able to hear it. Because what happens is, is with the busyness of life, we grow deaf to the 
to the voice that, that oh, small okay. voice of the, okay. of the Holy yep. Spirit. Mm-hmm. We grow deaf to it. Not that we're intentionally it's busy, growing, but it's the busyness. It's the busyness of life, mm-hmm. and that busyness of life is going to eventually lead us to eternal death mm-hmm. if we're not careful. So, try to you know the Bible talks about how we should meditate upon His word day and night, right? And we should pray without ceasing, right? Yep. And so, I challenge everybody, and even myself and you, Mark, to as much as you possibly can. As much as you can, not that you have to carve out and say, oh, I've got to do an hour a day of thinking about God or praying to God or reading his word, but as often as you can, as often as you think of it, spend time with God, either in prayer, conversation, helping people, loving your brothers, mm-hmm. loving others, or praying. Yeah. Just, just that encompassing those two great commandments. I like that. That was a good, so, that was a good, that was good, bro. That's where I'm I at, I like bro. that. <laughs> but before we go, I mean, we're at the 50-minute mark, but I think we should show people some resources that we use. Because someone might be like, okay, I get the why. Right. I'm going to do it. Right. Is there anything you can but do to help not, me? Yeah, now... Because uh, like, we, we, right. we've mentioned it throughout the whole conversation. But right. I'm just thinking, what are some resources that you brought, and then I brought some too. All right. And just, I'd say, let's just show them what our research is and why. I'm going to do mine really quick because yep, I, I want to tie this up and I don't want to go too much nope, longer. I'll but get my stuff ready too. Um, this is a newer translation of the Bible that I picked up um, to try to help me understand uh, more of the Jewish aspect. This is a complete Jewish Bible, study Bible. You don't have to get one of these, by the way. This is just helping me in my studies. I don't have one. Yeah. Um, but it's written by a messianic Jewish rabbi, which is sweet. It's it's awesome. It's really cool. You really understand a lot, and they they spell it's a study Bible, so they give a lot of their notes in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say get you a study Bible. Yep. Very first thing. It doesn't matter what translation. We talked about this in our translation episode. Yep. But get you a study Bible yep. because that's going to give you some small notes. Um, I know my NLT. I use a lot because it has a little bit of com- it's like half a page of scripture, half a page of commentary, and it gives verse by verse. Yeah, which I seen love. that one. That was cool. So um, that is the number one thing I would do. The number two thing. <laughs> the number two thing. Boom, boom, boom. These are just a couple of my different commentaries that I that I carry around. Uh, the first one is called the Layman's Bible. This one is more based off of like the New Living Translation. So is, it like, is it like a devotional there. commentary? No, almost? this is this is more of like a thought for thought. Um, so, uh, like here, I brought my John one cause it's the one I'm using a lot, but, um, the title of the, the section is called Jesus saves the world and it covers chapter four verses one through 54 and it's, it goes and then it kind of explains, it breaks down everything. Then you can get into, uh, Jesus persecuted for healing a sick man, chapter five verses one through 47. And so you just go on and on. And so these, this is great. It, it really is for the layman. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, may, it breaks down, makes it very easy for you. Uh, the next one I have, and you don't have to get these. I'm just bringing a, a little bit of variety, and Mark has a little bit of variety to show you kind of what's out there. Um, to go along with my complete Jewish uh, Bible, I have the Jewish New okay. Testament commentary. You have a, you because, a Jewish commentary. I mean, you have a Jewish Bible. It's good stuff, but uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on that because a lot of people don't do that. Uh, my next one is the Bible Knowledge Commentary, and this is just the New Testament. It's by... Uh, Walverd and Zuck. Don't ask me who they are. I don't <laughs> know. I found this in a used bookstore and um, I got it and it's based off the NIV and it is fantastic. Breaks it down nice and easy. Um, I also use the Expositors Bible Commentary. That's a good one. Which is phenomenal. I recommend it. John Piper recommends it, which is why I got it because I re- really respect John Piper and all he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is actually my oldest commentary. 
and it's the Matthew Henry commentary, and this is based off of the KJV. I myself have been born and raised a KJV guy. Not that that's the only way, no, but that's what just is, what, what I studied you know? all my life. And so this is the the KJV, and this book actually is uh, it was made or was written and published in 1880. This specific and I think book. if I remember right, that so pastors back in the day didn't have any because like nowadays I can get commentaries all over the place. Right, that was like the first one written for the entire Bible. Right. Did it cost like a year's salary or something like that? It cost a lot. I don't remember exactly how It's always been that big. It's made by the Zondervan Company. And now what's crazy is you can get it for free online. Just Google Matthew Henry. You can actually, um, and I wanted to mention this real fast. So a lot of people are on the go, like I am myself, and I'm going to, well, I I guess I won't show up, but um, I mentioned it earlier how I use Bible Hub. Mm -hmm. And if you pull up Bible Hub, and I don't know if our... You're not going to be able to see it very well. But if you pull up Bible Hub, they've got a thing where you can go Bibles or commentaries. Oh, you click cool. on commentaries, and this is a free app, right? If you have a phone, it's a free app. Whoop. And they have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, they probably have, I don't know, 20, would you say? I'm going to guess. That's a lot. Probably about 20 commentaries that are free, that are free that you can read. Yep. Plus, they have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have 16 different translations of the Bible. So if you're on the go, you want something, I use the Bible Hub app all the time. Um, another app that Mark and I both really enjoy uh, is the Dwell app. And we've mentioned it before. It's an audio Bible And we have that. We have the Dwell app link on our show notes we every do. single week. We and we're not sponsored by them yet, but <laughs> I'd love it. But yeah, Dwell Bible app's a good one if you want to listen rather than actually sit So yeah, it. I mean, uh, along, along with those, you can get... Um, Concordances, Strong's Concordance is a good concordance. Um, study Bibles, dic- uh, Bible dictionaries is a good thing uh, yep. to have. Um, you can also get, it's called the tre- uh, Scripture Treasury. And what it is, is it's basically a huge chain reference. word. Tre- like you go to any scripture and it'll give you every scripture that uses that word. Every scripture. That's fancy. Um, you can get in a linear Bibles if you want to read it in the original language which we talked about on a previous podcast. Anyways, that's all I have. Mark, go I ahead. I like that. I mean, I have a, like, I'm just looking at my shelf over there. You I have, have a ton, lot. Well, they're not all commentaries. I actually right. get rid of quite a few, but most of mine are electronic too. So that's kind right. of why, but that's kind of my gig. Um, I'm a big fan of systematic theologies. I didn't bring those because those are a little different. Wayne Grudem. But I brought three things. One is my, this is the Bible that I actually, oh, I caught a cable. Uh, this is the Bible that I actually read when I sit and do my quiet time. And right. it, this is my, Ancient Faith Study Bible. So those just have little commentary notes from church fathers from way back and in the day. is that HCBC? Christian Holman? Standard. It's produced okay. by, it's, so, it's so it's by a, Holman it's a, Publishers, but it's the CSB. It's the updated it's a, it's version. It's updated. It's yep. the one that took out all the errors. Ooh, I just dropped my mic. Sorry about that, errors. listeners. But uh, so so I have that study Bible. Right. I have also, it's an ESV, like the Gospel Study Bible. Yeah, where yeah, that's a good one. It doesn't say what the passage is about, right. but it tells you how it points to Jesus and stuff. So right. that one's, I, I use that one a lot when I was teaching. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Um, the other one that I, I brought that a lot of people don't always think about, but it's a it's a survey. It's a New yes, Testament yes. survey. So those, those are so this cool. This is actually one of my favorite ones, this specific right. survey. I have like, I got rid of a lot. I have like two more over there. It's so information-packed. So, so all a survey is, like I'm going to, uh, let's do Let's do John since since, since that's I already what we're, started. We're talking about that. <laughs> um, we're I'm in the Latin. That's talking about the Vulgate. Um, this one's a little bit actually okay. No, this one's different. Here we go. Um, it breaks it down in a whole different way. But so normally, what most surveys will do is you open it up. Um, here you go. Uh, the, the letters to the Corinthians, right? So it tells you what the letter to the Corinthians was about. It tells you about the city itself, mm-hmm. how it started. 
Um, what's the outline of the book? What are some various little tidbits and notes? Now, this is not a commentary because it right. doesn't tell you what each little like what just gives you information mean? about yeah it's all stuff. background so like right here it's talking about specific issues are the spiritual gifts for today oh. critical <laughs> issues um so it actually goes into more of the nitty-gritty stuff in right. like what's behind the scriptures help you understand what it's actually about right because if you're writing a letter and all of a sudden i say you know go irish in a letter and someone picks that up two thousand years from now they might be thinking what the heck are they talking about? Irish are talking about that. Why is this? Thought they were in America, <laughs> right? But then all of a sudden, it's like no, we're talking about the fighting Irish. Like right. you got to know the context Football. of what's Football. going on. Yeah. The last one. This is a book that I have. This is one I've actually have given to a lot of people over the years. I've taught mm-hmm. out of this one. If you're on YouTube, you can actually see what it is. It's called Journey into God's Word. There's a big one. This is the smaller version, and it's your guide to understanding and applying the Bible. So this is more of this isn't like a study guide to bring with and you funny but enough if you don't know what to do this tells you how to understand the Bible in its context funny enough it's written by the or it's published by the Zondervan company which is the same as the Matthew Henry commentary there you go um, I don't know if you knew that discovering the history actually didn't I did not discovering the historical cultural context how do you do that the how do you understand different genres right what translation should we use how do you apply it what's the purpose of the Old Testament with the New Testament right I mean so I I love this book um, so I'll, I'll drop this in the show notes as well uh, but I think if you're a Christian and you don't know where to start I think getting this book will at mm. least help you I mean it won't help you. It'll give study. you a good start. It'll help you learn how to study the Bible. You won't know God by this book. Right. It'll just it's teach not, you. It's it'll not. It's not canonized teach you scripture. How to study the Bible itself. <laughs> right. So you could also pick up like a an archaeological study Bible. Ooh, I have one of those. I, I don't have the study Bibles, but I have archaeological notes over so there. So I have the archaeological NLT study Bible. I know which one that one is. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's phenomenal. It's a gorgeous Bible too. Yeah, it is. So it's actually Janelle's, but she lets me use it. But it's great. It's a phenomenal. There's Bible. even like an apologetic study Bible. So there it's is. like okay, so what are objective to this text and it helps you process that right. which is super cool um i have a uh, new testament um what, what are they called uh bible background commentaries mm-hmm. or yeah it, the only purpose is what's happening right like just well, what's, what's in the background, background what's culture like stuff it. like that yeah it's not about right. the text it's just the background content right. so i have like five over there so either way there's a lot of resources people can use for it but i think the biggest thing for just my final thoughts is the holy spirit is the one who in illuminate scripture right and could you know god without a single commentary and just a scripture in front of you yeah i think you can but yeah. we have these resources at our disposal well we have many are free we have these resources because the holy spirit has shown scripture to a lot of other people exactly so, <laughs> so we have the resources why not use them but right. the biggest thing is just my my personal opinion get some coffee crack it open and just get to it get to work with a wait, bible buddy you don't even have to wait for a snowy Nice day with a nice warm fire and a cup do of cocoa. Do it now. You can do, do it right it. now. Do it now. You can pause Call the podcast and do it right now. <laughs> I love it. But did you have any other final thoughts before we close this No, man, I think you hit it up really good, man. Follow the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can teach you anything. Um, use the stuff as much as you can as a resource. Um, and then, again, the challenge is to um, put God in your forethoughts. Sorry, that's, I love that's it. King James. But, but put God in your thoughts as much as possible throughout the day. So. Yeah. Wait for it. (laughs) I love it. Oh, man, I love it, too. Bro, what fun fact you got for us today to close out this conversation? So the fun fact of the day. Mark and listeners and viewers, did you know that before 1913, you could legally mail a baby? 
No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I knew what? Yes. No. Before 1913, you could legally mail a baby. Mailing children became a common practice in rural America as the price of postage for a child was cheaper than the price of a child's train or bus ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that's your fun fact of the day, my so friend. So if you wanted to ship your kids off to grandmas and grandpas <laughs> and nanas and pat pat. Oh. You were like, you don't need a train. Just go just jump slap, in the back of a post truck. Slap a stamp on them and send them on their way. <laughs> Parents, you can't do this right now. It's not legal anymore. You cannot do this right now. So <laughs> I know some of y'all listening being like, I could I could literally ship my kid. Not anymore. Right now. That like, stopped in 1913. Dude, can we Amazon Prime? Ooh, two days? <laughs> like two days? All right, with your nana papa's boop, and just be there in two days. Pray for the next, uh, pay for the next, pray. Pay for the next day shipping. <laughs> <laughs> that... Wow. I don't even yeah. know, bro. You could ship a kid you could cheaper a, than a train ticket. You could or legally a mail a baby in, before 1913 because it was cheaper than a train or a bus ticket. That's crazy. <laughs> that is a whole different world, man. <laughs> well, hey, either way, guys, we are so thankful that you decided to join with us today for this conversation. Like always, follow us on Facebook or Instagram. You never know when we're going to give something away. You don't. You so don't. those are the best you places to, to follow. You have to follow us. All the time in order to see And as those people have things. learned, you can message us on those platforms yes. and we will talk with you. All we are real people who are trying to do this thing. We try to respond to everybody's messages, every single one. We try. So we, do we've done best. pretty good so far. Yeah, yeah I would good. say probably 95% of the time. Yeah, I would say so. so. Um, if people can also reach out to us on the website and get their merch, their hoodies, and their realtalkchristianpodcast.com. So easy. If they so want to easy. email us, they can go to the website you can, or just any, add Gmail. Anything you want to do, you can do from the website. You can go right. to our social media platforms. You can call us you can text us you can shop i mean anything and Listen literally it's all just real talk christian podcast that's all you gotta remember real talk christian podcast.com or at gmail or behind facebook instagram whatever or they can call us or text us at hold on here we go five seven four four zero zero yep Five three five two yes all right yes i didn't even Nailed look it. i didn't even look I'm going to start at, putting it in the show notes though, for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might I might need that. So one more time, Mark. What was it? 574-400-5352. Yes, sir. I love it. But hey, guys, until next time. Take it easy. <laughs>